Welcome to Coffee with a Doc, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer, a practicing chiropractor with over 30 years experience helping people just like you with natural, holistic healthcare and lifestyle change. Dr. Schaefer is the creator of The Vibrant Lifestyle, a wellness program designed around six fundamental principles that when applied to your life will result in remarkable changes. Again, welcome to Coffee with a Doc, and here's Dr. Schaefer. I've been recommending fresh fruit, vegetables, and meats as the main portion of your diet, but occasionally you'll have some type of packaged food that will creep in there. So it's real important to be able to read food labels and understand what you're eating. Well, today I'm going to cover uh, some of the food labeling basics uh, as an aid to helping you to eat better and really stay healthier. Well, the FDA regulates our food labels, and they're constantly being updated. There's a new set of labeling guidelines that are are already out. Some of the manufacturers have put these newer guidelines into place. But a number of surveys have been conducted, and the bottom line is a great number of people really don't understand food labels. Uh, While ingredient portion and the food label portion is regulated, some of the wording on the packaging is not. So you'll see some words uh, maybe on the front that that say fresh or natural, maybe no additives. And that doesn't really mean that that particular food is better for you, but it kind of gives the impression that it is. So what do you look for on those food labels? We're going to take a look at that right now. The first thing you'll notice as you as you flip the package over on the actual area on the back typically or some portion of the label that tells you what the ingredients are all about is the portion size or what they call serving size. This is listed right at the top, and it's listed in several different ways. Uh, The first way would be the amount that the average person would eat and how many servings are contained in each package. The serving size uh, is either listed by volume and weight, so it may say one cup and then in parentheses 75 grams. And by the way, one serving doesn't mean that that's how much you should eat. But all of the nutritional values that are listed on the label are based on one serving. So you need to know what that is. For example, if the label states uh, 200 calories per serving and there are four servings in a package, but you eat the entire package, you didn't consume 200 calories, you just consumed 800 calories as well as four times any other nutritional value listed on the labeling. This has certainly been my uh, previous downfall, if you will, with some of the snack foods, health health bars, and, and trail mix. I'm not uh, all that big on calorie counting, but the amount of calories we consume does make a difference, and you need to be aware of how many calories you are consuming. Uh, going way over on those calories can can certainly put on the weight, which is not what we want. Well, the next thing you'll notice is what is called the percentage daily value. And this is probably the part that gets a little confusing for some folks. It's listed right below that ha- having a, a bunch of nutritional percentages. Well, the percentage daily value is determined by the Uh, Food and Drug Administration, the same one that regulates the labeling, and it's based on the average person that is consuming 2,000 calories per day. It represents the percentage of the daily requirement determined by the FDA 
of that nutrient listed that is contained in one serving of the product. Um, here's some nutrients that might be listed. Uh, total fat, broken down into saturated fat and trans fat, cholesterol, sodium, total carbohydrates, broken down into dietary fiber and sugar, proteins, and then there's a list of micronutrients, the vitamins and minerals. So let's say uh, the product lists uh, a total fat of 10%. That would mean that one serving of that prop product contains 10% of the daily requirement of fat for an individual that is consuming 2,000 calories per day. Let me stress that the FDA, the, the Food and Drug Administration, has determined what the requirements for nutrients are. And there's certainly other health-related groups out there that will disagree our nutritional requirements that the FDA has come up with. Uh, since that particular product uh, that you're looking at trying to evaluate is not the only thing that you'll probably be eating in a given day, how do you know if that percentage daily listed value is kind of high or is it low? That's, that's probably a pretty good question. Here's a general rule. If it's less than 5% listed there, it's considered low for that nutrient. And if it's greater than 20%, it's considered high for that nutrient. Again, remember this is per serving. So if you eat more than one serving, you may need to increase that. If you eat two servings, obviously you double that percentage. Let's have a quick review of some of the nutrients you want and some of the nutrients that you don't want that are included on the label. Total fat. Now, here's one that uh, many people hear the word fat. It kind of carries negative connotations to it. But to be really healthy, we need fat. Some are healthy and some aren't so healthy. And I've covered this in previous episodes. But you want to stay away from those saturated fats and the trans fats. So see what percentages are listed for those. You want the polyunsaturated and monounsaturated fats. But all these fats will add some calories, so you need to be aware of that. Cholesterol is also listed. Most healthcare experts will agree we need to kind of keep our cholesterol in check, keep it on the low side, but again, we do need cholesterol. So some of these kind of carry uh, negative connotations, but we really need some of them. Sodium is another one of those which is listed on the packaging. Again, it shouldn't be over 20% of your daily value for that. That would be considered high. Sodium should be restricted uh, probably to 2,300 milligrams per day, uh, probably about a teaspoonful or less. <clears throat> and again, more research comes out that, that states, well, maybe that's not such a bad thing. But for now, I would stick with limiting the amount of sodium, which is salt. Carbohydrates are also broken down nicely on the packaging, especially the newer labeling. Uh, you'll see the total carbohydrates, dietary fiber, sugar, and added sugar. Uh, we do need carbohydrates. But certainly, again, there are good and bad choices for carbohydrates. Fiber is important, and it's very good. It gives kind of a sense of fullness, helps you to stay fuller longer. Um, it's also important for intestinal health. Your intestinal tract is a muscular tube. Muscles need to work to stay healthy, and we've talked about this. But fiber forces your intestinal tract to work as it's kind of pushing uh, food along in that tube, hence keeping it healthy. 
fiber helps to work it, keep it healthy. So foods that are higher in fiber are good. Typically, these are fruit, vegetables, and, and whole grains. Imagine that. And part of the plant cell is, is more difficult to digest. And that's the portion of the plant that kind of makes up the fiber content. So again, uh, foods with higher fiber content are good. And to be considered uh, high in fiber, it, it should have at least five grams of fiber per serving. Now, <clears throat> sugars are also listed. And again, the newer labeling will include added sugar and how much of that is there. Added sugar is really kind of what you want to stay away from. Added sugars are, are prevalent in so much of our are packaged and, and produced food that you might not be aware of it. Things like peanut butter and even spaghetti sauce. Added sugars increase your calories and there's really no nutritional value there in those added sugars. Many fat manufacturers now have a line of products with no added sugar and they'll put that on the front label boldly so you can see it. But you really still need to check those ingredient lists and I'll go over that in a minute how you go about doing that. Uh, also listed here will be the amount of uh, protein in the product. And then there's a thick black bar that runs horizontally across this food labeling part. Below that bar are listed the micronutrients, the vitamins and minerals, which are again given in a percentage of daily value. Which, by the way, uh, the FDA has come up with what they think is the percentage of daily value. In other words, they come up with what they think you should be getting, and there's a lot of disagreement on some of these vitamins. Let's move on to the ingredients list, which is on there somewhere. If it has more than one ingredient, uh, manufacturers must list them all. So they're required to put them on there by weight that's contained in the product from most to least. So the first item listed under the ingredients will be what is the most there. Um, sugars, as I mentioned, are, are kind of hidden in this area. I don't know if you realized it, but there's over 60 different names for sugar. Woo! Uh, one study I read uh, indicated that over 74% of all packaged foods has some added sugar in it, even foods that are labeled healthy or natural. If it's there, it will be listed under the ingredients. There's such a problem with this, especially in our country. Most Americans, on average, consume over 66 pounds of added sugar per year. That's incredible. Um, if you're a soda drinker, typically there's about 11 teaspoons of sugar in a 12-ounce can or bottle of soft drink or soda. Ouch! That's a lot. Well, here's a short list of some of those hidden names of sugars that you will see in that ingredients list. Corn sweetener, corn syrup, dextrose, fructose, fruit juice concentrate, glucose, high fructose corn syrup, invert sugar, lactose, maltose, malt syrup, raw sugar, sucrose, sugar syrup, cane crystals, cane sugar, crystalline fructose, evaporated cane juice, corn syrup solids, malt syrup, and the list goes on. So be looking for these under the ingredients area. I look through all of these and I want to know what's the sugar content in some of these products if I'm going to consume them. Well, the ingredient list also is very helpful if you have some food sensitivity or allergies. Um, 
If you have uh, some rather severe food allergies, you've probably been checking labels for some time because that's what you really need to do. Sometimes uh, what you think is in there, it may have something totally different that you're sensitive to or possibly even allergic to. Well, here's a couple more uh, quick tips about understanding food labels before we actually kind of go through one of them. Some of the food products might have terms on the label as light, healthy, low, reduced, or free. Uh, when a food is labeled as light, it must contain 50% less fat or a third fewer calories than its regular version. So we've seen this uh, in, in a variety. Maybe there's a, a light apple juice or some other types of products. You'll see that listed there. Uh, the word healthy on the, on the label simply means that it must be low in fat, cholesterol, and sodium. Notice that doesn't say anything about calories or added sugar. Anything labeled free can only have a very small amount of the ingredient in each serving. For example, trans fat free or fat free. Pro these products can only have 0.5 milligrams of trans fat or fat. Cholesterol free foods can only have 2 milligrams of cholesterol and 2 grams of saturated fat. A serving of a food labeled low sodium can only have a maximum of 140 milligrams of sodium. A serving with low cholesterol can only have a maximum of 20 milligrams of cholesterol and 2 grams of saturated fat. And one serving of low-fat food can only have a maximum of 3 grams of fat. And a serving also low-calorie food can have a maximum of only 40 calories. Uh, serving of food labeled reduced must have 25% less ingredients, such as fat, as its regular version. Wow, there's a whole bunch of stuff there. Uh, but anyway, uh, understanding what those things mean may help you out significantly. Well, let's take a, a look at an example. Uh, I recently bought uh, Honey Dijon uh, Skinny Girl Salad Dressing. Pretty good product. On the front, it states fat-free and sugar-free. On the back, nutritional facts, it also states total fat is zero grams and zero percentage. Sugar is listed as zero grams also. Sodium is 240 milligrams and 10%, which is considered low. Total carbs are three grams or 1%, with that being broken down into dietary fiber of two grams or 8%. And again, sugar is zero, as is protein. Now, all in all, not too bad. Um, the ingredients that you see listed on most of these products uh, get a bit wordy, um, and hard-to-pronounce words are on there. Again, it's in order from most to least. So here on our Skinny Girl, uh, we have water as the first ingredient. So obviously, most of it is water. There's cedar vinegar, then Dijon mustard, and the list of items in the Dijon mustard is listed as well. But in many of these products, and I'm not going to go through all of the ones there on the Skinny Girl, but in many of these products, you'll see some gums listed, G-U-M-S. And there's a variety of different types of gums uh, that are listed. Uh, xanthan and cellulose gum are listed for this product. Gums are a common additive and they're mostly indigestible polysaccharides. Uh, some of them are produced from plants and some from bacterial fermentation. Others are produced from edible plants and even a few from ornamentals. 
gums add kind of a, a desirable texture to uh, the product. They also may give it some additional shelf life or maybe some thickening, you know, stabilizing, emulsifying properties to the product. And there's lots of these gums out there. Uh, xanthan is probably one of the better ones, and there are some questions about the cellulose gum that is listed here in Skinny Girl. But do your research, but I just wanted you to be aware of what those are, because you're going to see them in some of these ingredient lists. Well, wow, that's an awful lot of information on labeling. But I think you got the basics of it, and you need to have that for the foods that you're eating to have a healthy kitchen and obviously a healthy you. But start reading those labels on the packages of, of processed or packaged foods that, that you might have. But I still stress uh, mostly fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, fresh meat with as little packaged foods as possible. I hope that's been of, of some help to you. It's uh, it's a big importance uh, to understand what we're eating exactly. If you have any additional questions or comments about this topic, um, please email me at my personal email. That's gsspine at gmail.com, gsspine at gmail.com, <clears throat> and I'll certainly respond to you as quickly as possible. My goal is to help you, your family, and friends lead a healthy, vibrant lifestyle so that you can enjoy life, serve others, and glorify our God and Creator. Do me a favor and uh, share this podcast with others. I do appreciate it. And we'll see you again next time on Coffee with the Doc.